It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix, it is the PHNX Suns dive bar after whatever the heck we just watched in Dallas. It, it, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when you sign up and bet $5 on any, any NBA team to win. You're going to get $150 in free bets unless you bet on the Suns tonight. I'm your host, Espo. He is Saul Bookman. I'm not even going to ask you how you're feeling, Saul, because I have a pretty good feeling how it is tonight. Yeah, I, I pretty much went quiet at in about the middle of the second quarter because what I watched... If you're a Suns fan that just kind of jumped on board the last two years, this is what it felt like from about 2015 to 2019. Us just getting absolutely mollywopped, and it wasn't fun to watch. You lasted longer than the Suns. They went quiet, you know, a little before the second quarter. So, yeah. so you lasted longer. I don't know. Look, I'm going to be frank. I don't think they had any heart any hustle, and they acted like a team that thought they deserved to win without putting in the effort tonight. Yeah, I mean, they just kind of went through the motions. It didn't look good. Uh, I thought the first quarter they played hard. I thought I, I, I was happy with their effort in the first quarter, and um, I thought it would sustain itself. But then it just was, uh, it was just ugly. It was ugly. I, every, and listen, I told you before the game, there was one key to the game that I was looking at and that key absolutely murdered the Suns tonight. Turnovers. Turnovers, turnovers from your star players. Like, they were out there on the fucking playground with no damn sense. 22 to 6 in turnovers tonight. That's the difference. At one point, it was a 23-point uh, advantage to the, uh, to the Mavs in points off turnovers. You're not going to win when you give away the ball and you give away points it's that simple i know we're in a bar but let's head to the bar for tonight's drink all the drinks of the game is the flaming dumpster that's the only way to explain what tonight was uh and i'm just gonna tell you it doesn't taste good that's what a, a that drink is bitter and uh and just not good yeah it was uh it was a dumpster tonight i don't I, don't, I just don't understand this team right now. Uh, this is not what we watched all season long. This isn't This isn't what this team was supposed to be. Um, and now they're about to go into a game seven for the first time with this group. And listen, anything can happen in a game seven. And so I, I they might feel comfortable knowing that they're coming back home and maybe things will change. But I think they felt pretty comfortable going into that environment tonight. And they clearly were not ready for it. So... I, I think every Suns fan should be uh, concerned. Do I still feel like they should win this game on, on Sunday? Absolutely, but Jesus. Oh, man, this is ugly. It's it's just it's not good. I, I don't understand what it is about Dallas, why they've come out and played this way in the three games there. The only solace I take is that this team has looked spectacular at home in this series and the fact that you won 64 games means that game seven on sunday is going to be in front of your home crowd that's the only solace i take going into game seven because what i saw tonight was guys that were not ready for prime time devin booker and chris paul who are your stars 
combined to go 10 of 24 tonight. That's not getting it done. 32 points combined. Those are the guys that are supposed to step up in a moment like this and close things out. And they didn't do it. They didn't show up. It's like they didn't even get off the plane uh, in Dallas. They stayed on. They had 13 turnovers between the two of them. Devin Booker was sloppy as hell tonight, uh, especially in passing the ball. Uh, I, the effort was there trying to score, but uh, it was too little too late at, at a certain point. Chris Paul looks completely lost to me. He looks completely lost. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't understand what has happened basically since the time he turned 37. He's had, now listen, I understand the game. I understand two games. Hell, I I gave everybody the benefit of the doubt after three games. This is four damn games in a row. Yep. He has played like trash. Something's wrong. Like, and I told everybody before the game, I'd be shocked if he had a great game tonight. And I would drink. I would take three shots if he did. If he did really well tonight, I didn't even come close to taking those shots. Matter of fact, I gave out three shots because of how bad that was. This is beyond the Mavs defense. At one point, I thought. Maybe the Mavs have just kind of figured out a way to slow down Chris Paul. But it's beyond that. It, 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 we're at a point where we need to be seriously concerned about Chris Paul and what's going on. I don't think he hit his expiration date at his 37th birthday. But something, I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if there's something mental that happened in these, in the, since game two. But this is not pretty. And, and he needs to pick it up. They can't win if he's, if he's this guy in Game 7. No, um, they can't. Well, they, they can win if he's this guy in Game 7 because everybody else didn't play good either. There's only one guy that played decent uh, enough, and we might as well go ahead and say he's our draft king of the game. It's the one and only DeAndre Ayton who, uh, you know, 21-11, 10-16. You know what? In that second quarter when things were going awry, I kept saying to myself, Get the ball to DA. I don't care if he's missing bunnies. Get the ball to DA. Get the ball to DA because nobody else was doing anything. And they kept chucking up some shots off balance. They were turning the ball over at a high clip. Get the ball to DA. I've been saying it for two fucking years. Get the ball to DA. Yeah, but you're not, you can't get the ball to DA when you can't even control the ball, right? They were throwing it away. They weren't able to pass. They, they were turning over the ball at a crazy rate. And that's part of why you can't get it to DA because you're not you're not even getting it past the three point line at certain but times. But the reason tonight. why is because the guards are are trying to do too much on the perimeter, and they were trying to force the double team on 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 uh, Devin Booker on the wing multiple times just to get the ball out of his hands. He held onto the ball a little too much, like several times, and that that's what led to those turnovers. Devin Booker's got to be better at giving the ball up faster. Same thing with CP3. It, they were forcing that double team, and they just to, just to show the pressure to get the ball out of his hands. They weren't necessarily trying to double team him. They just wanted the ball out of his hands. And for some reason, the smooth ball movement that we saw all season long just went completely out the window, and guys were trying to do too much. Yeah, well, there was a point. I turned to you, and I said, why is Devin Booker playing hero ball? There were yeah. four possessions where I think it was – three turnovers and then he got fouled on a play yep. but he was just pounding the air out of the ball yep. and it's not what got this team where they've been you're right there's not the movement the ball movement none of that stuff and it's frustrating to see that now part of that's the Mavericks defense I'm not going to act like it was 100% the Suns imploding on themselves you've got to give credit to Dallas and what Jason Kidd's been able to do with this team and the transformation you've seen with their defense. That plays a big part in what they were able to do tonight. But the Suns did themselves absolutely no favors whatsoever. So, uh, you know, but DA again, the one semi bright spot yeah. in this with 21 and 11. I like the fact 16. that he dunked on Luka. I know that. I too. I don't know why the refs think that staring at somebody's now a foul, yeah. a technical foul, because it wasn't egregious, but the refs are soft. so be it. Uh, so, you know, our friends at DraftKings sponsored the Draft King of the Night. Real surprise there. I know. Shocker. Yeah, I know. shocker. Uh, and they're offering you $5 when you be bet on any team to win in an NBA game. If they win, you get $150 in free bets. All you have to do is use that code PHNX when you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook 
app, and you know what? If you're already signed up, you can still bet, and they still got a great deal for you. All customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. That's a great deal because the parlays are my favorite thing to do in the app. Even in a game like this, you can find some enjoyment if you've stacked the right kind of things in a parlay. I would have lost all my bets tonight uh, if I had gone with my instinct. It was not uh, not pretty in that way. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code promo code PHNX. Like I said, $5 bet on any NBA team to win. If they win, you're getting $150 in free bets. It's just that simple. Got some super chats too right we'll, now. We'll get to it in a second. I got oh, yeah, 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 to do, yeah. do what's required yeah. here. Okay. Legally, I have to say 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Let's talk about a couple guys that put their money where their mouth is. Manuel in the chat. $2 super chat. Games like this make me miss John Lure. Uh, nothing makes me miss John Lure <laughs> or any of those post-game shows I had to do back then. I'm happy with a 64-win team even if they play like this. And then Elon Musk with the $1.99 super chat. Elon here. Whose game plan was that? No more threes? If you're not hitting them, I mean, I, I'm not quite sure what the point in shooting them is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Victor and Stephanie, always a pleasure to have you guys in the chat. 199 Super Chat. Luca was getting down on that threesome with, with the, the refs. refs. Yeah, well, I, you listen, we can we can bitch and complain about the refs if we want to, but that was not the reason the Suns lost tonight. I am I, I feel much no. much better about that. Like I thought the the refs actually had a really good game until about midway through the third quarter. Then they, they got a little wonky, but the refs were not the reason why the Suns lost. Not even close. It wasn't even it, to me it wasn't even a factor. It was all on the Suns' effort on defense and lack of ball control turning the ball over. I I just can't get over how bad it, it, we can we can pound on on Devin Booker and Chris Paul all we want. But to me, it's also uh, uh, it's also Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges plays well. The Suns play well, but Mikhail Bridges was MIA again tonight, and and the last couple times he he you know he went MIA. The Suns have gotten blown out. Uh, he, he didn't. He wasn't even a, really a defensive factor tonight. You know what I mean? Like Mikhail Bridges has got to be better. He was he was trying to hit that midi. It wasn't going for him. Um, it, it just he he's all over the place. Cam Johnson, you didn't even realize he was even out there tonight. He hit one three, I think, and that was about it. Like the supporting cast has got to play better. The supporting cast for the Mavericks, which is everybody but Luca, played well tonight. Jalen Brunson had a really good game. Everybody else did enough just to contribute. I don't feel like anybody else played really phenomenally except. Except for Jalen Brunson, who I thought at points kind of took over the game. Nobody in Phoenix performed at all, though. No. That's the problem. Yeah. Look, to me, this Phoenix Suns team needs to look in the mirror and decide, do we want to prove that what you saw in the regular season was for real? Or do we not have the heart, the hustle, the determination to actually win? Because what we saw tonight is going to get your ass kicked in Game 7 at the Footprint Center right across the street. It's not enough to have home court. It's not enough to have your fans there. Stars win in Game 7, and the Phoenix Suns didn't look like they had a damn star tonight on the court or on the roster. Devin Booker needs to step up and be that guy in Game 7, and the effort he put out there tonight is not going to get it done. He didn't get his teammates involved. He couldn't hit his own shot, and that means the Suns can't win. If you don't get a big-time performance from Devin Booker, the guy who somehow you know, throughout the season was able to prove that he's a top-five MVP candidate, you need that guy on Sunday. Otherwise, the Suns are going home early, and this will just be another in a long line of disappointing Phoenix Suns teams that don't live up to what we all expected out of them. This, this looks like a team who thought it was a guarantee that they were going to be in the Western Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals again, and it's just not that easy. When you get in the playoffs and you're up against a guy like Luka who can do what he does and gets those favorable calls, 
If you don't show up every night and show out, you're going to lose. And that's what's going to happen Sunday if they don't find themselves real quick. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I feel like we're well, we were so far past looking in the mirror point. Like, basically what it is is somebody just needs to tell these dudes they had no heart. They have no heart. They had no heart tonight whatsoever. They went out to Dallas and just wasted our time is basically what they did. They wasted their, their own time. I don't even understand why even make the trip if you don't even want to play. Like, that's what these guys did. They showed up. They didn't really want to play. And now we're coming back to a game seven. And you're right. Like, the ghosts of Suns and, and ma matter of fact, just Arizona sports past uh, is going to haunt everybody for the next th two days as they dread what could happen because everybody always feels like, you know, the sky's falling, the, the worst is about to come. I'm going to say this. Legacies are on the line come Sunday. Chris Paul. I understand he got us to the he got us to the NBA Finals last year, but one can make the argument that the Suns were going to make the finals without him anyway, because Devin Booker was playing so damn good too. You know what I mean? Like this is CP3 is healthy now. At least at, at least on the well, surface they he's claim healthy. He is. You know, at least on the surface he is. Like it, it, they just got to be much better. Everybody talks about Devin Booker, right? Devin Booker, Devin Booker. He's 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 great in crunch time and he does all this stuff. But as we know, it doesn't matter unless you do it in the playoffs. And in this playoffs, Devin Booker's been okay. He's been okay according to his standards that he sets from last postseason and the regular season. He's been okay. He, he And we talked about in the pregame, pre you know, oh, well, let, let, let's be careful anointing Luka the best player in the series. Luka is the best player in the well, series. Well, he proved it tonight. He was absolutely. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. And, but the problem is the series is now one game. Yep. And Devin Booker needs to prove that he's the guy he wants to be. If you want to talk about, you know, and some of this is on fans and, and putting it there, but if you want to talk about Kobe, you want to talk about being the greatest of all time in Phoenix, legacies are defined in game sevens. Devin Booker needs to show up. That's, it's as simple as that. Devin Booker needs to carry this team on Sunday to a victory. If he can't, Luka sure as hell is going to do it for the Mavs. <laughs> it's just super depressing you, right you now. You know whose music that is? Scott Foster's. He's showing up on Sunday. Oh, for sure. You know he's refing oh, that Scott game. Scott Foster for sure is playing. He, he is definitely going to ref on Sunday. Hey, we have dodged him this entire series. There's no way he's yeah, not refing game he, seven. He is, is refing game seven for He's sure. back there. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Uh, Joey Lucio in the chat says, be legendary. And that it's as simple as that. Devin Booker needs to find a way to be legendary on Sunday. And I'm going to be honest. Tonight was the first time this entire season I had doubts in this team. Because great teams, teams that are true championship contenders, show up when they know that they've got a team on the ropes. When they have a chance, when they smell blood in the water. Maybe they don't win, but they play a close game. They play tight. We did not see that from the Suns tonight, and I I don't know. I, have, I don't know if I believe in this group. I, right I the only thing that's keeping my hopes up is that everybody is struggling in the playoffs. Everybody is going one game on, one game off. The Warriors got obliterated by 50-plus points at one point last night. So I know Brian Catano said whoever wins this series is going to lose in the, in the, in the conference finals. How could you possibly say that watching that team play last night? Like, everybody's so up and down, you don't know what to expect. Like, that's why you got to play, and that's why you got to ball out and play hard. Like, these guys aren't playing hard. Like... They're not diving on the ball for loose balls. They're not playing physical enough. They're not setting a tone at the beginning, so they're getting freaking absolutely des destroyed throughout the game for no reason. They're a better team. They are the better team, but they're playing like a bunch of a-holes, man. Super Chat's coming in. Benjamin Hunley, $5 Super Chat. Is it time to just accept that Cam Johnson's game just isn't coming? I don't think it's. I don't know that it's coming back this postseason. Well, he ain't getting the bag this offseason. I know that. Not the one we thought he was going to no, get. No, he, he's for a. Sure. You know, he's shit. He, he's lucky if he gets ten mil a year now. We may, 
we may have a lot of time to talk about the postseason or the uh, off season starting yes, on Monday. Don't say and that. that I Why don't, would you even say because that? Because I don't feel confident right now. Oh, Jesus that team, Christ. if that team shows up on Sunday, pack the bags. Have you they showed up like, like that, that at home yet? No, but what? I don't. Have the Mavs played good out on the road yet? They like, have. I, I they mean, did in the just, first it, round. That's, I don't know. Like they're. The, I need to see it in the first quarter on Sunday to, to buy into it. If you uh, saw it in the first quarter the other day, you would have said that, you, that they were losing. They didn't code, play good in the first half. Code drops a four ninety nine super chat just to say, I blame Ryan McDonough. I mean, I, who doesn't? I mean, I don't, especially not for tonight at it's least. It's always <laughs> Ryan McDonough's fault. <laughs> There's another man uh, in that building that I'd put the blame on before that uh, if we're talking about people cursing this group. But, uh, look, I, I don't... Where do you go f- from this uh, uh, into Game 7? What do you do? What adjustment if you're Monty Williams? Because you masterfully adjusted into Game 5 after after a bad performance in Dallas. But what trick do you have up your sleeve going well, into Game 7 at well, this point? If you're Monty, and, and of course, I have no idea what he says to these players behind closed doors. But from what I can tell during games when he's mic'd up and all this other stuff, it's always positive reinforcement and trying to encourage these guys. At some point, Monty's got to say, listen, if you don't do what we've been asking you to do all season, then you're going to go to Cancun tomorrow. Like, if, if you want to go on vacation early, that's fine. If you want to throw away the greatest regular season in Suns history, if you want to just throw it away, cool. And, and you need to understand this, too. Devin Booker was standing on the sidelines when the clock was running out in Milwaukee, and he looked and he said, damn, because they were that close, that close to winning a championship. I'm telling you right now, the Suns will never be closer than they are right now for at least another couple years because – I just feel like Chris Paul's decline is starting now, um, if it hasn't already started. And if you think that Chris Paul's going to lead you back to the finals next year and take another like another jump or a leap, I just have a hard time believing that. So now you have all these holes that you're going to have to fill because of his lack of productivity. How do you do that? How do you recover? How do you fix this problem? That's why t- Sunday is, is imperative because this is the season. This, this is, is the, the season. You have to win it this year. I, I agree wholehearted. Look, I, I get it. I'm I'm being a little pessimistic right now because I'm up in my feels about what happened. As everybody in this else game. is in the chat, it's but, okay. But the thing for me is I I look at it and game sevens historically in the NBA come down to superstars, right? Superstars superstar calls, superstars showing up. Right now, the superstar in this series is Luka. Does Devin Booker and anybody else in the Suns roster answer the call? That That's what a one-game series comes down to. Granville Jones, you can stop with that nonsense because there's one thing that we're talking about. Young players always think they have next season. That's why I brought up next season. So don't be don't be rude in the comments. Don't be don't be that guy. The reason why we're talking about next season is because that's what players think they have, but they don't. You have to take care of what's in front of you right now, and that's what we're talking about. We're taking everybody's mindset and saying, "Hey, listen, you got to stop thinking about the next chance you get or the next game you get or thinking that, "Oh, guess what? We can come back home for game 7 because we play really really well at home." Because guess what? The next time you play at home, you might not play well, and that could be the season. That's why we brought that up in the first place. Don't be rude. No, I, look, I don't, I also, the the whole, oh, this is because DA, or excuse me, because Luca is getting all the calls, it's not, it's not just because of that. The Dallas Mavericks played better than the Phoenix Suns. You have to be willing to admit that at times. You, know, you have to be willing to look at it and go, the opponent just played better. That's tonight. This wasn't the refs, you know, but the refs can swing a game seven because a handful of bad calls can make the difference when it's down to one game. That's what's concerning because now you've taken any margin for error out. You've taken any advantage that you had, and now it comes down to the bounce of the ball, the luck sometimes that comes into a game seven, and historically that hasn't been in the Suns' favor. They have to break tradition, and they have to they have to figure out how to be again 
the best Suns team in history and do things we haven't historically seen this team do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, right now, that seems like a very, very, very tall task. It just seems like a very tall it's task. Huge, it's a huge task. They, like they, they're just—they're not cohesive right now, and and honestly, all playoffs they haven't been cohesive. Like they've won the series against the the Pelicans, which was a battle. Uh, they've won three games, but they've lost three out of the last four. Like you know, when you when you take it in small little clips, uh, it doesn't feel good. But uh, again, like this team usually finds it when they absolutely need to. I hope that happens on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, Granville in the chat saying, talk about the game. What is there to talk about? The Suns got outplayed. They turned over the ball. They didn't show up defensively. That's the story of this game, 100%. I can sit, down, sit here and break down plays, but the answer is the Suns turned over the ball. The Mavericks took advantage of that. And that's that. That's the, that is the story of this game. Maybe we just need to repeat that twenty just, times for him because he doesn't understand what's going on. Just do it I don't for, know. for a full hour. We just that's say fine. that. That's all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's. I'm done with that, dude. Let's move on. Should we do some screenshots? So. Yeah, let's do some let's screenshots. Do some screenshots. We're officially into the playoffs, and the Suns are heating up in their playoff run. Kind of. Eh. Yeah. They're they're there. They're lukewarm in their playoff run right now. Uh, you can cheer on the Suns at the Footprint Center for Game 7. Uh, but with all these fun events we've got going on around us right now, we want to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for a booster shot. Visit azhealth.gov slash vaccines for a location near you. Saul, why don't we uh, do your screenshot first. Yeah, because this is the best thing of the night, this ham and cheese sandwich that I found at Fry's at halftime. Like, it was the only thing I had to, to be happy about. It was on Hawaiian bread, sweet, yeah. don't scrumptious. Li- don't lie to the people. You didn't go at halftime. You went in the fourth. Well, I had to run across the street. Why are you throwing me under the bus? You think tonight's the fucking night to throw me under the bus, you dick? I'm just saying, no, you picked you pick the right time. If you're going to go somewhere, the fourth quarter of this game was a great time to go do it. I considered getting a start on my 2022 I, taxes. I, I did leave, and we were down by 20, and I came back, and we were still down by 20. So, so. you didn't miss a damn thing. All right, and then uh, let's look at my screenshot for the night. Goop posted today the Goop diaper, $120 for 12 diapers, and this is because the Suns crapped themselves in, in Dallas tonight. Oh. Now, let me let me be clear. This was a spoof. They were trying to bring up the fact that, that uh, parents pay about $120 in taxes on diapers at, on average in a year and how much that costs. But I figured the Suns could afford 12 diapers for $120 to uh, service their roster tonight because it was not, it was not pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's quite a diaper there. Uh, I did. Uh, hopefully, it was super absorbent oh, because they had a lot. Uh, it was real shitty. So it was it was bad tonight. <laughs> I don't know where we're going next. Oh so. man, is uh, Gerald here yet? No, Gerald is still in the back <laughs> interviewing players. Who knows? And if he shows up, hopefully we have technical uh, capabilities to hear him because, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see. He could just but talk. The one thing that we should have done before we even started this show, we might as well go ahead and get the third ad read out of the way, right? We should, oh. we should have taken some OGs oh, because, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, I could have used some tonight. I think this whole bar could have used them tonight. It was. Uh, it, it, we had a we had a pretty good uh, a crowd tonight, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the the great crowd out here tonight. But we all could have used a little uh, a little pick me up. And if you shop at your local dispensaries and grab some of the amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs, you are going to have a good time, no matter what's going on in the game. I, I guarantee you that. There's different flavors like uh, blackberry and cream and watermelon. Uh, it's perfect for any mood. If you want to up, uh, you know, uplift yourself, you want to chill out, uh, you know, they got the strains to do that. And, uh, the indica, the sativa, they got you covered. And right now, uh, they've got these uh, microdoses, they're calling it, the three milligrams. I can't wait to get into that. Just a little, a little to take the edge off, just enough have a good time. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG Brands has to offer, go to ogbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. 
to find OGs near you. Uh, was there anything in... Well, let's, let's talk about the positives, okay? Let's, let's talk about the positives and what the Suns need to do in Game 7 uh, just briefly uh, before that's we get fair. into it big time tomorrow. I think that's fair. Look, the positive is the home team in every game this series has been the superior team. Yeah. We saw the Suns win by 30 at home, and they found their offense. And I don't know why that's the case, you know, but they also were able to play like a top 10 defense like they are. So that's, that's the positive here to me, is the Suns should be able to pull this off just based on the way the home teams have played in this series. Yeah, I, I agree. I would tend to agree. Listen, Game 7 has a different feel to it altogether. Uh, I, I can't remember the last Game 7. I think the last Game 7 we had was in the Steve Nash era. Um, I think it was the Clippers was series. It, was it uh, with Roger Bell? I believe it was that, that Clippers series would have been the last Game 7. Yeah, so, I mean, that's there's, there's going to be some tension on Sunday. The crowd is going to absolutely go nuts. And the players better understand that this is just not another game. Like, this is it. Like, this is a one-game scenario. This is the position you have put yourself in. And I expect them to come out and play with their hair on fire. And I think at the very least, they will, they will give it everything they have. Um, and, and so with that being said, I, I feel like the Suns will, 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 will thrive. I just, man, this is just terrible. To be fair to Devin Booker, too, it has felt like every time he's been challenged to answer the bell, he's done it in his career. This will be the biggest game of his career to this point. You know, some would argue, oh, well, what about some of the finals games? This is one game to keep your season alive that is winner take all. Doesn't get bigger than a game seven in the NBA. Devin has always stepped up in those moments. I, I think he should. Uh, I thought he would tonight, but I think he should in Game 7 based on everything we've seen historically with him. Yeah, uh, and somebody asked, do they think it's going to be an afternoon game? I think it'll be like a 3 o'clock, 3.30 game. I don't, um, it depends on what if we yeah, get the Warriors or the Grizz, uh, if they play or, or whoever. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, Sunday afternoon I would expect it to be. I don't think it's going to be a night game because they're going to turn around and play two days later. I think it'll probably be noon ABC. It'll probably yeah. be that, that prime. I haven't seen it yet, but we'll find out and we'll pass it along to you when you do. The other thing I look at is Monty usually adjusts pretty well uh, at times. You know, I, I think he'll look at this. They'll isolate what Jason Kidd did to counter what worked in game five, and they'll have an answer. Monty has not been great at in-game adjustments, but I'm, I'm hoping that we see that. Uh, Brad Smith in the chat saying 1230 on ABC if Boston wins or 5 p.m. if it's a Game 7 for Boston. So Okay. So, uh, so if the Bucks win, Excuse me, then it's 12-30. He says yeah. Boston, but he I think the he meant Bucks. the Bucks. Yeah. If the Bucks win, they win the series, so there would be no other game going on that yeah. day. The Suns would play at 12-30. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it is somewhat doom and gloom when, when you watch a game like this and you had hopes going in that, that it ends the series, right? But... There, there is when you just I, I just go back to that how these teams have played at home this this whole series and that's where there's that that look that little glimmer coming out of this but like you said they've lost three or four this this isn't we have not seen that from this team very often this this, year. this is the superstar game game sevens are always the superstar game. Um, and so Luca has been fantastic. Uh, he's been a whiny baby, of course. Yeah, but that's, he, that's him. But that's him. Um, but again, like you know, it's it's one of those things where like superstars have to show up in Game Seven. And I, I feel confident that, that Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker will put enough good play together to, to get the victory. It's just going to be a tough. Yep, and they. Uh, you're right. It, it's it's the time for motivational. Speeches and looking the mirror is gone. This has to come from you know internally for these guys. They have to decide how much they want it and how much having a shot in an NBA championship means to them. That's that's the what this comes down to. 
And I think there will be some, like you said earlier, legacy-defining moments on Sunday. Does, does CP3 shrink again? You know, is he or is he injured and just incapable of being the guy we've seen, which plays into what his legacy has been in the playoffs. There's been a lot of injuries for CP3 over the years that have caused issues for him. Does Devin Booker decide, you know, to define his legacy in a Game 7? A lot on the line uh, coming up on Sunday at Footprint Center. I think we've got a producer surprise. Do we want to do that while we're yeah, waiting we might for Jerry? Well, yeah. Let's do the we producer surprise. something to lighten the mood a little bit. It's been dark. We've uh, we've got uh, Jacob behind the Mac tonight. Uh, Shane had the day off. Nice day to take the day off. Yeah. If you're Shane, what's our what's our producer surprise tonight, Jacob? Well, maybe Shane shouldn't take the day off next time if that's going to turn maybe. out like this every single time. Um, I also figured out how to get Gerald in your ears, so we'll do that when he's here. But my producer surprise was inspired by Saul's sandwich. If you guys were a type of bread. If you were a hot dog. If you, would you, you, would you, you eat yourself? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were a type of bread, what type of bread would you be? A bread? I hate bread. You just raved about Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, because it was on a, a sandwich and I was starving. And every time you're starving, whatever you put in your mouth tastes delicious. You hate bread. <laughs> But you eat burgers, you eat wings. You're a perv, dude. Can we, can we clip that, please? You eat wings, you eat burgers, but you hate bread? Oh, I hate bread. You hate cheese and you hate bread, but you ate a sandwich. I did. I was hungry, That's Jacob. It's questionable. It's a questionable I, decision. I would be a sourdough because, especially tonight, I felt a little sour about what is the this. What's the worst bread, chat? That's what I would be. I would be the worst bread. Whatever that rye, bread is. Rye bread. Or pumper, that, pumpernickel. 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 Sawbook yeah. bread is pumpernickel. There it is. Yep. Gilbert agrees in the there chat. Pumpernickel, pumpernickel is sucks. the worst bread. Pumpernickel go. definitely sucks. Oh, Jacob, you think you're, you're Mr. Cool. What would you be? What, what bread would you be? I'd be a baguette. That's a terrible it's question. Ta- it's tall. I hate this producer I'm a, surprise. I'm a, I'm a baguette. <laughs> you are a baguette. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's tall. It's tall. <laughs> and it's crunchy. I, okay. I Baguettes are elite. <laughs> I don't. I, I left you guys speechless. <laughs> Baguettes are elite? I left you guys speechless. That is the worst take ever. Baguettes are elite. What are you even talking Ch- about? Charles, Charles Coulter in the chat. Ciabatta. A ciabatta bread is elite. Which bread is girthy? Have you ever just gone and gotten a baguette and a bottle of wine? No, because I'm not cheese? a weirdo. Oh, yeah. No, and I don't do live in France. Time. They do it all the time in France, I yeah. Think, yeah, but oh, oh, because guy went to France yeah, and yeah. came back a week ago, and now he's like, oh, that's what they do. Yeah. He's there for 48 hours, and now he's an expert on France. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. We grab some baguettes, and we get some wine, and we drink it by the, the river. <laughs> Are baguettes elite? No, baguettes are no. not elite. Don't answer that question. That's Bag- a bad question. Baguettes are not baguettes elite. Baguettes are elite, and that's all I'm going to say about this. I, I feel like a challah bread would be a, a girthy bread uh, for for a man, uh, Gerald, there. Do you have another one, Jacob, because that one sucked so bad? Damn. Does Emma have one? Like, is there anything that anybody? Donuts are elite. Um, that was there. Emma's. Oh, oh, damn. Damn. Sorry, Emma. I, uh, Jake, I was going to ask you what type of sandwich you would be. And then that's she a better go, question. She, she said, but what about bread? She's, she's going to defend genuinely, herself now. Okay. I thought that you guys were going to be a lot more... Happy? No, more like I thought... Interesting? <laughs> yeah. I thought you guys were going to be more like creative with your ideas and why you picked what you did. No. So, like, no, bread is basically one-dimensional. Well, Emma. so I also <laughs> didn't, dog, I didn't know you didn't like bread. Mobby. Yeah, it's all good. All Ryan's right. calling you Sa- out in the chat. Sandwich. What, would, what sandwich would you be? Yeah, I do suck. That's all right. Yeah, Brian, Brian is saying, even Emma is slacking today. You know it wasn't our night. Sheesh. <laughs> 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 sandwich is a better question. All right, what sandwich would you be? Oh, what sandwich Apparently that would be? it has to be breadless because you don't like bread. I mean, listen, if I can jam a bunch of stuff in between bread, I'll eat the bread. Like, sandwiches are elite. They are. I just hate bread. I feel like I'd be one of those club sandwiches with, like, three stacks that needs, like, the giant toothpick. 
I'm big. Dude. I'm overstuffed. Yeah, I'm, I'm easy, man. I'm a spicy chicken sandwich, baby. Ooh, that's a good one. From Chick-fil-A. That's a good one. Well, oh, Chick-fil-A. I mean, yeah. Chick-fil-A's is good, but I was A hot dog is not there. a sandwich, Bryce. <laughs> Don't start that shit. <laughs> uh, lasagna is a sandwich from Charles in the chat. If lasagna is a sandwich, I'm a lasagna, all right? No, Brian, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Why no, he's asking. No, it's not. Saul, he it, said, Saul, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. And it's not. No. A million percent of I don't not. understand what, how that And a hamburger's started. not a sandwich either. A hamburger's a hamburger. It's in its own category. We've gone down this road before. A hamburger is a sandwich. All right. You got Ger- meat Ger- between two breezes of bread. That's like, that are, that are not connected. Like... <laughs> Gerald's never showing up, so maybe we should just call it. We can, we'll just call it. All right. Does he say he's coming? Is he setting up? Eight minutes ago, he said he was waiting on one more after CP3. Yeah. I think we're going to call this one. We've all suffered enough tonight. You guys uh, want to message him in the chat while Espo closes this out? Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't Some, want to be the bad guy. Somebody let Gerald down. <laughs> this, has been, this has been a night. I will say that for it. Uh, We've got at least one more coming up Sunday. Game 7, Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks. It all comes down to this. Out at the Footprint Center, we will have a pregame and a postgame show for you. You know that we will. TBD on the time. It'll either be noon or 5 on Sunday, but we will definitely be here for you. Girth will have a, a, a little update from um, the the post game press conference. He'll post that on our social, so you guys can check that out afterwards. Yep, oh, everybody's saying wait for Girth. Should we, we just wait for Girth? I mean, we can. I don't know what we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about. You want me to analyze uh, some of those turnovers for you? What do you What do you want? Like, I, I don't know what you what else. <laughs> okay, I can say we're gonna wait for Girth. There's over 200 people here waiting for. All girth, right, so. peer pressure. We'll wait for the damn Girth. All right, we're gonna wait. I'm for texting girth. right now. We we all know we, we all know that that Gerald is the star of the show. The chat loves the man so much, so we will uh, we will wait. For, Alex wants to know which burrito would you be? <laughs> oh, dude, carne asada burrito all the way, baby. Let's go. Or bean and cheese from Taco Bell. Don't sleep on it. It's elite. Breakfast burrito. Oh, that's a good one. Breakfast I hate breakfast burrito. burritos though. What? What? Yeah, you have the it. weirdest food takes. Why? You don't like bread or sandwiches all that much. I hate cheese. You hate cheese. Yep. You don't like breakfast burritos. Yep. What, what else you got? I mean, for I like me? breakfast burritos, but like it's got to be like the right day. <laughs> it's a hot pocket of burrito <laughs> from Code in the chat. I love wings. I love steak. I love uh, <laughs> wings have a bread. good salad. Wings, wings don't have, have bread. Wings have breading. Wings have bread. Okay, there. Did bre- I say I like to uh, put my wings in batter and deep fry them? No, I didn't. What wing sauce Jeez, would you be? Don't come at me, bro. Saul's whatever the hottest one they have at the. Saul likes is. Luca. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Raw twenty three. Ban that man from the chat for such slander. If you could have a food as your nickname what would it be oh that's a great one charles woodall pike uh a food as my nickname the grilled cheese the grilled cheese yeah oh because i I, people say i'm cheesy you know i get burned sometimes by the chat i think grilled cheese works for me uh you just call me a torta that's a sandwich right (laughs) <laughs> sure. Uh, Albert H. in the chat says, Espo, do you think we should try starting Aiton and McGee for a few minutes? No. McGee has been played off the court this series. Yeah, no. McGee, uh, he, McGee didn't even see the court tonight. No. That's two games that, that he's seen a total of three minutes. I just, uh, there's, no, there's no room for him in this series. Uh, I'm going to say this again. Aaron Holiday needs to see minutes. Why did he not see any minutes in that fourth quarter? I don't know. You were flatlining. Do you want to that, go on a rant? I'll put you on camera. Do you want me to go on a rant? Yeah. I'll give each of you a oh, minute to great. go on your own personal great. rant. Let's do about it. About anything. Anything. Uh, anything? Anything. Anything in the world? That's dangerous right now. Uh, yeah, put me on. Here. Look. I need Aaron Holiday in my life if things go sideways on Sunday at any point. 
point book didn't work tonight. Aaron Holiday can be that spark if you're looking for one in Game 7. Monty, I don't know what he has on you, what you don't like about him, but sometimes you got to suck it up and do things that you just aren't ready to do if you want to win a game, and Aaron Holiday may be that thing on Sunday. That's all, all right, I got. What am I supposed to go on a rant on? I don't know, anything. You Hold got on. one? <laughs> I don't have a rant, anything dude. you want to Anything you want to talk about there, there, for a minute. There is no, there is no rant here. Go Listen, off. I understand there's a lot of panic out there, and a lot of people are upset about what's going on. Uh, DA is wrapping up. Gerald will be here momentarily. Um, but listen, it's going to be okay. Even if the Suns team loses in Game 7, we will lick our wounds and we will be fine. We will bounce back because you know why? Because I do have confidence in the two guys that are at the head of this organization, James Jones and Monty Williams. And I know people are going to poop on them as soon as if the Suns lose or as soon as they get eliminated, if they get eliminated. But you know what? We've had a hell of a ride for two years. We've had a hell of a ride for two years, and sometimes – the mojo just isn't there, and things just don't connect the way they, they did the year before when we were on that rise. So I just say continue to support the Suns. They're going to be fine. I feel like they're going to win on Sunday, and we're going to see the Dirty Warriors in the next round because the Warriors are also going to bounce back. There's no way that team should have lost by 50 points yesterday. Um, I, I think sometimes we just have a tendency to panic because we're in the moment. But if we take, it back, take a step back, we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean – I agree, and in the moment, this didn't feel good tonight. I mean, that's that's the bottom yeah, line. Yes, but it was just my it was just my rant. No, I'm it telling you, my one no. minute time to shine. I know. I'm you just, had your time. I'm just I'm I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> Gerald Jeez. is setting up right now. Jeez, I agree with you, and I even take strays <laughs> here. Can we uh, put the chat back up here? There was a uh, code wants to know where do we go if we lose. I'll tell you where we go. Months and months of talking about it on the show because oh we're still going to be yes. doing five days a week. Code, we can't get there. into it So now. we're not doing it now because there is 48 minutes of basketball at least left in this season on Sunday and a lot of chance for the Suns to still prove themselves and why they're the best. Miguel Dominguez with the super chat. Mavs in seven, but if not, that's fine because we literally blew up the team this year. CX, I don't know what that means. Thanks for spending five bucks for a bad take on our show. No, it's not a bad take. Listen, you give us five bucks, we appreciate you. Thanks for watching the show. I don't care if you're a Mavs fan. Listen, the Mavs fans don't have anywhere to go to get post-game recaps. They want to hear what the Suns fans are all talking about. I'm okay with that. Listen, it's been a good series. It's It's it been is. horrible for three games for us, and it's been horrible for three games for you. So, hey, misery loves company. One of us is going to be extremely disappointed on Sunday. And the other one is going to shove it down their throat. It's okay. Look, the the league wants this, though. You want a series like this where it's been back and forth, that you get a game seven, that there's high drama. Like, that's what the NBA wants. That's what ABC wants and TNT wants and ESPN wants is high drama. And you're going to get it on Sunday. Rick Mader, I am drinking Crown and Coke because why not? You know, uh, <laughs> uh, Tanner and Espo's D. drinking a hazy IPA. Is that what I'm drinking? Yep, I that's just what said, you're I said, get get me any beer. I don't care. I need a drink. Yep. And, and I've I've enjoyed this tonight. Yeah, you've been milking the shit out of that thing. Is what you've been what, doing. Do you want me to Johnny here? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. We don't need to see this. Johnny Venerable, this is how you chug a beer. Gerald is finally here. Thank the Lord. Let's go. Somebody bring up Gerald. Gerald is here. Hi. Hi, Hi, Gerald. Jared. How's How it going? Doing? Uh, I've been better, I'll say that, but uh, I've got updates from after the game, at least. Okay, so let's go ahead and start it out. What's What was said in the post-game recap? What did Monty have to say? Please help Planet Orange, or whatever we want to call ourselves nowadays, um, help us, help us. Just live in this moment and be okay until Sunday. Help us get through the next two days, Gerald. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, obviously, from Monty was that he said that they were kind of taken aback or, or not prepared for how desperate Dallas was going to be, um, which is kind of alarming because we've seen this team close out teams on the road before, and this is the third straight time in the series they've come into Dallas and just completely not looked like themselves um, so it was, it did raise a few alarm bells to hear something like that. But at the same time, 
the name of this entire series has been home court advantage. The Suns have looked absolutely dominant at home. The Mavs have looked absolutely dominant here. And Game 7 is back in Phoenix. I know that that's worrisome because it is a win-or-go-home situation. The Mavs have taken way more threes. They took 21 more threes than the Suns tonight. You just can't win when that happens, no matter where you're playing. Um, but, you know, they did seem to be embracing the prospect of a Game 7. Devin Booker said it's the two greatest words in sports. And as a student of the game, he's looking forward to that opportunity to play in a Game 7, which he's never done before. Um, you know, he, I don't think he was letting this bad performance weigh him down. DeAndre Ayton said it's something we have to embrace. It's something we have to accept that there is a Game 7. And now we've got our backs against the wall. We've never been in this situation with the exception of obviously the finals last year. So I think they are embracing it, but it is kind of interesting that they didn't come into this game with the right mindset. Gerald, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I, I struggled tonight to, to kind of deal with this and, and figure out where they show up in game seven and hearing Monty say they were surprised by the desperation of Dallas doesn't comfort me. This was a team with their back against the wall. You know, they were cornered. Why would you not expect that kind of desperation at home from a group like that? Yeah, I, I think they knew that it was coming, but I, I just think that they weren't prepared to play Suns basket. I, I don't know. Like We've seen this multiple times throughout this playoff run where the Suns play one great game, and then I don't know if they get ahead of themselves or if they just assume it's going to be the same or – if this, you know, the whole best team in the world talk has kind of gotten into their heads a little bit, but they have not played with the same desperation, the same heart, the same hunger that they did throughout the regular season. And, and a lot of that you can attribute to, you know, maybe Chris Paul isn't a hundred percent for the record. I did ask him, had to do my due diligence. He's not like he's going to tell us anyway, but I did ask him if he's okay because he was walking off the court, wringing out his right hand there. Um, and he said, yeah, I'm cool. So you know, by that logic, if he is cool, he needs to play better in game seven. He's been in, I think, seven game seven, someone said something like that. He's just got to be better next game because for the last three to four, he has not been himself. Gerald, did you ask him if he's going to go see the wizard and get some fucking, like, get a heart? <laughs> I, I did not go that far as to ask him whether he's got a heart. No. But, to die? Yeah. Like, uh, no, I'm like, dead? listen, listen, Gerald, I, it, the other day we talked about it. We talked about CP3 struggling. He struggled in game three, struggled in game four, struggled in game five, and now he's struggling in game six. 13 turnovers between him and Devin Booker. What the F is going on with Chris Paul, and are we seeing the, the downfall um, or, or the, the downward slope of, of his playing career now, like officially, officially? I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I just have a hard time betting against Chris Paul for five straight games in a playoff series, like even when he's fallen short in the past. And I know I said the same thing after game five, but I, I just have a hard, I have a hard time. Yes, I I, you, you did say the same thing after game five. I just, I, I'm just. I did. I, how many times are we going to keep doing this? Is it when we finally get eliminated? Like, damn, I didn't think he was going to do it five times, but I bet he won't do it a six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, honestly, with each game that it goes by, it gets exponentially more incredulous that he has another bad game unless something is actually physically wrong with him, which again, he wouldn't tell us because he didn't tell us last year when we asked these same questions. And then after the Clippers series, it came out, oh, I have ligament damage. And oh, in the offseason, I'm going to need wrist surgery. So it's one of those things we're just not going to know the extent of it until after this playoff run is over. Um, but yeah, I, I just I have a hard time believing it'll be that bad at home. You know, they didn't need a good, a great Chris Paul performance in game five. So it wasn't like he was bad necessarily. Some of his turnovers were uncharacteristic. I'll give you that. But I do think that this is a little bit tougher of a matchup than the Pelicans were because the Mavs have guys that can switch onto Chris Paul. He's not able to kind of target bigs like we see him do all the time. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, they've done a good job of taking away the elbow from him. So Monty's going to have to go into his bag and kind of scheme for that a little bit better. And the three point thing, they've got to just get more three point attempts up. I know the turnovers were a huge part of that. When you cough it up 22 times, you're not going to get up as many shots. You're not going to get up as many threes but you are not going to win basketball games if you're taking 21 fewer threes than your opponent. It's just not going to happen. 
Did anybody ask Monty exactly why he didn't try anything with the bench? Try to, I mean, he stuck with the guys, and it just wasn't working at any point. It, it felt like he should have gone to somebody for a spark, and we just didn't see it. Uh, was he overcommitted to what his game plan was, even though it wasn't working? I think in this case, it was one of those things where when you're down 20 in the second half, you're trying to keep your main guys in there to get them to figure things out, to kind of push through it, grind through it. Maybe not even to win game six, but to at least figure a few things out heading into game seven. Um, and obviously each game is its own game. There's no momentum. The Mavs don't carry a 20-point lead forward into game seven. But it really kind of did feel like, you know, he said this was as disorganized as he's ever seen his team play since he took over in Phoenix. And I think that that was probably part of it is just trying to let them work through that, um, try and figure something out heading into game seven. That would be my guess. Um, and, and I think it also speaks volumes about maybe not a lack of trust, but just a lack of belief in what the bench guys are going to be able to do for you right now. Okay, Gerald, we're going to put you on the spot since we probably won't get you on the show tomorrow because you'll be traveling back again. Um, what what happens on Sunday? How do you feel? I think Suns by double digits, and I don't feel good about that pick, but I, I just have a hard time believing that this season, the greatest season the Suns franchise has ever seen, is going to end in the second round to this Dallas Mavericks team. I just I have a really hard time seeing them being stunned at home where they've been dominant in this series and throughout the regular season. You know, the best road team in the NBA didn't show up here in Dallas, but this whole series, the name of the game has been who is at home. Um, I, I do think Suns fans need to be prepared to show up early because it's been loud here in Dallas and Phoenix quite, hasn't quite hit those peaks that it did last year. Um, plan for that construction around downtown. There's a lot of it. Make sure you get there early because Suns are going to need that home court advantage because if those first couple minutes don't go their way, you know, you know that uneasy feeling that gets in the air in a game seven at home when your team is losing. So it needs to be loud in there and the Suns need to, they've said it multiple times in their post game pressers. We worked all season for this to have home court advantage in this type of scenario. So now it's put up or shut up time. Was there anything you heard from the players that made you believe that that they'll shake it off and that they will show up like you're thinking because we didn't see it tonight on the court. Was there anything that you heard that made you believe that? There were, there were two things from Devin Booker. I asked him, you know, cause he's told us multiple times he used to envision, even when the team was losing, he would envision himself in playoff scenarios and kind of put himself in those situations. And he said, it's something that's helped him that imagination translate into when he's actually been in these scenarios so i asked him does that apply to game sevens as well when he would go back and envision those things and he said absolutely it's the best two words in sports um and he's ex he, you know he just seemed excited about the prospect obviously he, we followed up like but well, you would have rather won tonight right and he was like i would have rather swept them if we're being honest but here we are so he's embracing that challenge i think we'll see a much better devin booker in game seven at home and then uh, Chris Paul, I asked him because this Suns team, you know, they're notorious for stewing on losses and bouncing back from losses. So I asked him with that extra day before a game seven, how much extra time that gives you to stew on it. And he said, oh, yeah, you'd best believe we're going to take that extra day to sit on this. So I, I think you'll see a much more motivated backcourt, especially since both of them were so bad tonight. Um, that leads me to believe they'll be better and just playing at home. It's hard to win a game seven on the road in the playoffs. No, Chris Paul needs that extra day so he can go back to that fucking pool that has the cocoon in it and he can find some life force and get rejuvenated again. That's what he has to do. <laughs> That's an old-ass reference, and some of y'all know get it. That's fine. I don't care. That's just, that's just, you just referenced cocoon from the 80s. Yes, from all the right. 80s, where old people had to touch like this alien life form, and all of a sudden they were like young again. Gerald wasn't born when that came out. That's right, I? Gerald. It's you, a good movie. Check it out. Look, Gerald's going to be slaving over a, a hot keyboard tonight into the wee hours of the morning until he goes for his flight back home. So go to gophnx.com, become a member so you can read what Gerald has to write and all our fantastic writers. Gerald, safe travels home. We will talk to you on Sunday from the Footprint Center. Uh, let's hope that, uh, that they show up on Sunday. <laughs> Sounds good, because I flew to Dallas and they didn't show up at all. So let's hope that they do it back in Phoenix. 
He right. is Gerald Borgay. Follow him at Gerald Borgay on Twitter. And that is going to put a wrap on our PHNX Suns dive bar here from the Ainsworth. Uh, look, rough night. They'll have a chance to bounce back on Sunday. We do not know exactly when the game will be. It'll either be noon or 5 o'clock. It all depends on what game seven, if there's a game seven in the Bucks celtics series. So for Saul Bookman, uh, you can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. Uh, you can put the, uh, the underscores there so you can put the heart and soul that was missing tonight from the Phoenix Suns sure. there. You can follow me at Aspo. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. And hopefully we, Lindsay will be back on Sunday. Hopefully. We will be back tomorrow, Saul and I, at 2 p.m. Uh, trying to get you ready for Game 7 and uh, trying to dig a little deeper into what we saw tonight. So until then, remember... Sometimes things don't go your way, and that's okay. Ahoy hoy.